Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the sociology staff room. Good morning, good afternoon. Um, I'm Katie Tyler. Welcome to the sociology staff room. I'm beyond excited today. I've got a, an excellent guest. Um, someone I've really wanted to speak to some, for some time um, around sort of higher education. So thank you, Dr. Caroline Oliver, for coming to speak to us. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of background for those people that may have not come across you, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, obviously, a di uh, the Deputy Director of uh, Sociology at UCL, uh, and your sort of background of your research predominantly has been around sort of marginalised groups within education. Um, but obviously, would love to talk about all of your research, but we're here today to talk about our sort of transition for, for us as you know, the audience here is mainly predominantly sociology, A-level students, some are teachers and also GCSE teachers. And really understanding that transition um, of how to we, we can equip our students um, into higher education. So first of all, thank you for giving us some of your time today because I appreciate you're very busy. Oh, no, that's no problem. I'm really pleased to be here. Thank you, Katie. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to go in with my first question. It's something I've been, I'm sort of fully aware of, you know, and a lot of our, our sort of audience members from all different age groups and have been in a sort of higher education at, at different periods of time. But me personally, I haven't been in ed higher education for a long time. I, was, I did do a master's, but my undergraduate degree was back in the 90s, basically. Um, and so what, you know, the narrative I'm telling my students about higher education probably isn't really what it is now and I know we just had a brief conversation even just about assessment and how different it was from when I was a student you know what do we what should we tell our students what to expect from their undergraduate degree initially what what do we need to be telling them um I think you need to be telling them that this is going to be a really exciting period of their lives and um that sociology as as a an area in particular to study is is really deeply transformative for them in understanding themselves and where they come from their locations and um helping them to 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 really develop kind of critical thinking about um their own situations um I find, I mean, compared to I'm the same as you, I did my degree in the um, early 90s. Um, and in some ways, you know, things haven't changed so much in that we still do module based study. So you're you're doing um, typically four courses a term and those are on different um, areas of sociological study. So, for example, in our degree at UCL in the first year, you'll, you'll be studying think, uh, modules called Introduction to Sociology or Global Issues. Uh, sociology of Media is, is an option. Um, we also have an emphasis on historical foundations because that's, that's something that we've come to recognise, really, that... that um, in order to understand contemporary sociological thinking, you kind of have to have that deep knowledge of, of historical transformations and, and, and how we've come to where we've come to. Um, so, so typically on in a first year of a university course, um, you'll do eight modules, so eight different areas of, of, of study. 
Um, and that will be a process of kind of getting to know um, the basics, kind of in some ways going over some things that would be familiar from their A-level courses, because not all the students that come in on, on, on sociology courses will have done an A-level. So there's a bit of going back over what's already been done, um, but, but also really what's different, I think, about university study is the fact that it's research led teaching so we will be taking we will be looking at sociological areas of study but very much informed by you know in my case over 20 years experience in of, of researching what um you know my my subject area so we have i think we have a different take on it and in some ways i hope it means that we can bring this much more to life because of the fact that you know literally some days we're we're teaching on a topic and then the next day you know this week for instance i'm in a school on thursday and and these issues that we're talking about are very much you know cutting edge issues that we're looking at in our research alongside the teaching that we're doing and and that hopefully makes for you know inspiring teaching inspiring inspiring experiences for the students um but i think also what's interesting for our students as they move through the degrees that they gain so much more confidence as they become sociologists themselves um, and i think that's because it is exciting to study sociology some of the topics are just those that are the most relevant to the pressing questions that we have in society today questions around globalization around inequalities poverty and austerity um, financialization uh, environmental issues, issues around consumption and, and the lifestyles that, that we choose, um, issues around um, migration and refugee reception, urban life. These are really, you know, just exciting issues anyway, apart from whether we study them or not. Um, but I also think that, that sociology is a subject that's so relatable to our own lives. And, and as I say, I, th I think that the study uh, doing a degree in sociology at university is transformative personally on so many levels because it helps us understand where where we come from, our families, our communities, the friendships that we develop, the the causes that we identify with, um, and and as students go through the degree, they become more confident so that by the final year they're choosing much more. they the course program is much much less defined for them and they're choosing topics and courses that are of interest to them and then by that final year they're doing a dissertation which is their own piece of individual research into something that that they are interested in and and really you know at that level it, it's it's incredible quality that that we see because of the fact that they've had this good grounding but they're also personally, in so many cases, inspired by the work that they're doing. Um, and that's what makes it exciting for the students. It also makes it really exciting for us as lecturers because we see this development and we're able to, you know, just help where we can, but see these transformations in, in, in our students' lives. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think you, you mentioned that word transformations. I think you said it at the beginning and said it at the end and, and how important it is to to students to sort of develop that skill, that knowledge. And it's something really important, I think you sort of mentioned there is that 
the difference probably from sort of the A-level teachers, the GCSE teachers, the, the university, there is actual real research going on. And I know as a, as a subject teacher, they go, oh, are they live? And I, I actually did a, a, made a poster the other day of contemporary sociologists, because obviously they hear their names and da, 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 da. And it, it's sort of like, oh, they're not all dead. Like, I think I only had one person that was dead in there because um, I wanted to make it look alive. And I was trying to sort of, I'm trying to sort of encourage my students to, to look up their research. And I think sometimes putting a face to a name goes, oh, they, they you know, you know, ethnically diverse, different ages, different genders. You know, it's not just, you know, nothing against Karl Marx, of course, but they don't all look like that. Uh, they don't, they're not all men with the beards um, <laughs> at all. And I think that's really, really important, isn't it? That you, like you said, the great thing is they go to university to work with people that are actually cutting edge of doing that research and reminding students about that. So when we're thinking about preparing our students for for choosing and say they, yes, I definitely want to do a degree within sociology or uh, I know you've got a sociology and anthropology background and they're thinking about, like, I want to do this degree. How do we support them without sort of pushing them? Because obviously it's about choice, isn't it? You know, what sort of questions should we be asking our students to think about before they make that choice of what institution they go to? Obviously, you know, University College London, I'm an amazing institution, but what questions should the students be asking themselves about making these really informed choices? Um, I think um, really it's about they've got to be interested in the subject that's got to come first um and and probably if they have a view of what sorts of work that they want to end up in that gives a good guidance really and many of our students the good thing about sociology is it does lend itself to many careers um we have many of our our students go on to work in civil society organizations like charities um or the public sector um, but but equally, they can also go off to be journalists or entrepreneurs. Um, and and so, you know, it is quite diverse in terms of where they end up. But I think the interest is the theme that runs through it. It's that are they interested in, you know, sort of their urbanisation processes and questions of diversity or 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 questions around, you know, media and consumption. And I, I think I think that's why sociology is so open to to so many people in terms of you know that, that you can find a way through the subject to really specialize in whatever you're interested in um and and i think um you know it's it's about i i think in terms of preparing students and what you can do as sociology um a level teachers is is to really encourage that critical thinking um that's our key that's what we're looking for really in terms of you know what what skills and knowledge are we looking for amongst our students and and as they move through the degree it's about this critical thinking about questioning why are things like this and how could they be different and i think you can spot that amongst a level students those who've got that spark of just you know sort of saying well things are like this but they don't need to be and we see that spark come through in the first year and it's about igniting that spark and taking it further. Um, so I think, you know, if if you as a person, as a student, a young student, you're you're inquisitive and you're critical about how things are, that will make you a brilliant sociology um, student at, at undergraduate, undergraduate um, degree level. 
yeah that critical thing and i think we're funny enough i was talking about that exact thing yesterday is with someone about stretching and challenging our students and you know we i've come across in, in my sort of 18 years of teaching where we have students every year that probably are i would say good good a-level students but would be mm. outstanding undergraduate students because of sometimes the restrictions of the the exam board and the way with the or exam boards and on certain criterias and etc etc then sometimes that can be a challenge but that sort of the critical thinking bit where they want to go off and look at something quite niche but actually isn't covered in the, cur the current specification isn't allowed and actually sort of saying to the students okay you, you enjoyed social J level but you might actually find a degree like wow because of the fact that you can go on like you said that little niche bit um that you're really interested in that we don't actually have the, the capacity to cover um thinking about that as well because obviously you said a sort of critical thinking you said you know find out what students enjoy and obviously make their university choices based on that what then do we do you know it's a hard one isn't it because i suppose i'm looking for what, what supports out there for first generation university students low-income families so say for example i am a student that lives up north but i do want to go to university college london because i'm really really i know i appreciate there'll be other uh courses that might suit me that might cover urbanization and my um migration but i'm really set on that how do we sort of support our students because obviously the, you know it's raising those aspirations and i know there's been research around that at, at the institution but what can we do because obviously there's that i would like to go there that's my aspiration but my reality is this mm -hmm. you know what recommend what support do universities offer in regards to that um i think it's it's a really important question and it's one that chimes with me i'm a first generation university student um, and I chose to go to Hull University um, on the basis of FIT. So hopefully some of your students are familiar with the work of Pierre Bourdieu, the sociologist, who talks about you know, the, the, the dispositions that we carry with us that make us feel comfortable in some circumstances, but not in others. And that was very much my own experience when I traveled around and went to look at particular universities. And, you know, some I was like, a, I, I, well, I wouldn't say that I was a fish in water in any of them because actually the whole of university was was way beyond me, really. And, I, you know, I, it's, without having that family support and experience, you don't necessarily know what to expect at all. Um, so so I think in, in it's trying to see as many universities as you can feeling those feelings of fit, but also challenging them because of what you know as, as having studied sociology and know that you will be supported in those feelings and thoughts as you go through. So there are widening um, participation schemes, there's, there's access um, arrangements, so, you know, that will mitigate um, against in in some situations, if you know your particular areas that you you know your um, and uh, your situation would 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 place you as disadvantaged, then so like there are offers, so that sort of thing. So some exactly, some schools have yeah. contextual offers, yeah, yeah. So and 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 you know most universities now offer those sorts of schemes, but it's also worth flagging up. I think if you are interested in a university to actually get in touch and, and ask what sort of support that you will be given so 
for example, you know, at UCL, you can, or on, on, on our degree, you, you could ask to be matched with a first generation university student mentor or even a, a personal tutor. So everyone's allocated um, a lecturer, a personal tutor who will work with them. And, and they can request, for example, to be placed with somebody like me, who has also come from that experience and can, and can help and support and understand where they're coming from. Um, so, so I think, you know, it, it does rely on, on perhaps just going that bit further in finding out what support there is, because it does exist. Um, but often it's not always advertised. Um, so, so I think, yeah, that, that's what, what I would uh, advise. But also, as I say, I think, you know, the study of sociology does aid that, that transformation and that self-understanding to, to actually, you know, I, I gave a lecture yesterday on social class and, and, you know, as part of that job, it is reflecting on, on, how important social class identities are. And we have some privileged students in the class and we have some other um, first generation students and it's actually just getting them to reflect and talk honestly about this. Um, that I think, you know, is that issue why I love sociology. It's about making that, that personal become public and a question that we can reflect on academically as well. Oh, first of all, thank you for sharing, like, with your honesty on that as well, that sort of experience and something that definitely echoes with me. I'm Tim Stewart, first generation university student and, and went to somewhere that was basically not too far and wasn't too costly. Not that, you know, I didn't, I ended up sort of moving around, but I think he sort of, I understand, and that's partly why I asked that question, because for lots of mm -hmm. students, it's that barrier, isn't it, that you would like to go somewhere, but actually I need to go somewhere that I can afford to go to isn't too far from home um, because mm -hmm. of that. And like you just said, it, it's not often advertised. So it's really, I mean, I, was, I, I sort of know that there's bursaries, but I didn't know that you, for example, I didn't know you could get a mentor for, uh, as a student. Um, so it's just sort of, I suppose, signposting students that they need to sort of, I suppose different universities ask, offer different things. And it's mm -hmm. saying to them, look, if, if you don't ask, you don't get. And I suppose it's building that confidence in students because not that all students will have the confidence thinking about no. sort of power structures and how students will feel about doing that and sending that email off because although that it's obviously it seems easier said than done you know if you don't ask you don't get but ultimately that asking when there's a hierarchy in place which they're not sort of aware of it, it can be quite challenging I suppose it's us as teachers um at a level being able to support the students through that and in and offering that support there going sticking with sort of the sort of the university application process I know that you said that you want you'd like universities generally like to see um critical thinking is there anything currently that we should be sort of signposting our students towards in regards to sort of the university application process obviously we want them to have that love for learning we want them to have that critical thinking we want them to ask those questions to universities in regards to what they have to offer looking at the course outline and is that something they feel passionate about but is there anything in regards to sort of either outside of the lesson time they could be doing that we should be encouraging them to i know that obviously extra reading seems to be the obvious thing but it's sort of like what's the parameters of that yes yeah these are really good questions i think um a good tip i've i've been uh, a reviewer for for applications and and a good tip i would suggest is that the application should be focused on sociology 
Um, sometimes you read the applications and they're rather a case of students hedging their bets that they might be doing politics or they might be doing sociology, depending on where they're applying. And actually for us, we want to see a clear commitment to the subject because the course places are competitive. So you want somebody to have demonstrated that actually they've researched already and they know that this course is, is, is going to be um, for them. So, so I would say, you know, keep that focus on sociology uh, in the, the, the personal statement. Um, but also anything about personal motivation. So that can link into things like, um, you know, any any type of extracurricular ac activities that, that students are doing. Um, but we also recognise that, you know, some people have have to work and, you know, don't get the opportunities to do lots of clubs and, and, and things like that. And but but some of the more convincing statements are still drawing on that those personal experiences or even their own family personal experiences that lead to that motivation. So it's about grounding that motivation for this study in their own personal interests and their own locations to say, well, actually, this is this is why I want to study sociology. And in many ways, in that sense, students who come from perhaps you know non-traditional first generation backgrounds are more advantaged because you know they they are sometimes we know facing challenges and and actually relating some of those challenges to the core issues of sociology with its concerns with inequalities and and diversities is actually you know it's 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 quite convincing so i'd say that personal motivation and, and to bring the personality across we need to see that students have have a lively sense of self and and a critical thought, well developed um, ability to express themselves, and so you know it's anything that that makes them stand stand out in that sense. Um, so I think you know passion and motivation are key, keeping it focused on sociology um, and show evidence of of some other wider reading. Um, uh, a good example, a, a good a good uh, book that I could uh, I would signpost for that is the book Sociologist Tales, which is uh, Sociologist Tales: Contemporary Narratives on Sociological Thought and Practice. That's edited um, by my colleague at UCL, Catherine Twamley and Mark Lloyd. And that is a really interesting book because it's actually a series of chapters, interviews with contemporary sociologists, those that are alive, <laughs> many of them, some of them at UCL, but actually just across the, across the UK. And it gives advice to those who want to study sociology and why the, um, the academics who are in that book, why they chose to do sociology, what are their inspiring books. So they've got, they, they actually point on to a number of other interesting texts that that students might want to read as well. So it's a really good springboard to 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 other um, uh, really sort of exciting texts that have inspired um, our current generation of soci sociologists. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's what I I'd say, and um, just yeah, to draw try and draw on personal experiences 
um that always swung me anyway <laughs> yeah because it's quite it's quite refreshing is it because i'm obviously there's there's never a right or wrong obviously different degree courses want different things and obviously you hear sort of things that are sort of like, well you need to say this and you need to say this and then and then i was thinking well actually from a something that's like reviewing application you must be get quite samey if you've got like a, a sentence and then you've got one about your subject then you get another one about your next subject and then the next one and then you've got like this sort of concluding little statement that's just quite generic actually it doesn't necessarily have to i think what i'm hearing from you and correct me if i'm wrong so when i go back to my students for sociology i also can't speak for other subjects is actually and it makes sense that it has to be personal and it has to have that motivation and it has to have that real um you know passion that comes across and it, it doesn't have to have that whole duh, duh, duh. obviously it might be nice to link to different courses but like you said not all students would have done an a level in sociology so they might not be looking at those key concepts particularly um because they haven't looked at them already and i think it's that that's the interesting bit and they and you know tell a little bit about their story and how they've got there um in regards to sort of skills wise we've talked about ucas we've talked about what a, a university um course now looks like just a couple of questions really because i know we've spoken like previously about assessment and how that's potentially sort of more innovative nowadays than maybe it was in the past I don't know yours might have been really mine was just essays that's all we did was essays mm -hmm. and then in it timed exam um which I don't even remember I just remember throwing a lot of Oakley in there but um <laughs> you know <laughs> but basically I went and obviously bored you but basically um it, it's it's changed a lot and I think that obviously you've got ECTs which are young teachers or people that have been recently to university potentially not necessarily young people coming to education later on in their life um what does assessment now look like at, at undergraduate level and how can we prepare our students for that because I, I I didn't know like you've just mentioned to me before we came to record the some of the methods that you use how can yeah. then we incorporate that because I think we could easily do it, although it wouldn't be assessed like that we could definitely embed it in our teaching and learning so I'd love to hear a little more about that yeah i mean there so you students will generally start with doing typical essays and within the first year they will be learning what makes a an academic essay so you know what are the conventions around writing and how might you structure an essay and things like that um but typically on our courses we'll have a couple of assessment methods so you know it's not all stacked in one assessment um, and, and, and actually, there'll often be a smaller component, which might be something like write a policy um, brief or write a blog um, on a subject. Or I teach, for example, two second year courses, one on identities and one on urban sociology. And within the urban sociology, um, students have to conduct a walking interview um and do um uh, collect photos of a particular route around a city walking with someone and talking about their experiences and then link that to concepts in the course so things like gentrification or uh, inequalities um uh, migration settlement um uh, leisure nighttime economy things like that um and and so you know it, it you are still using kind of typical essay writing skills, but it's it's also about developing those skills as a researcher um, and and hopefully making it more interesting. And I know, you know, initially students feel terrified when I present that that 
um, assessment, but always by the end, they're inspired because actually they've been able to get out there and see the relevance of what they're learning from the books in real life, because that's ultimately where this knowledge comes from. It is from the study of real life and they get a taste of that themselves. Um, and then on the identities course that I teach, we also have, um, as well as a traditional essay, we have a component which is um, a, a, a photo um, diary assessment that, that enables them to talk, the students to talk about themselves and how they relate to the ideas in the course. So, you know, that's a nice soft way of, of getting them to read about stuff, but through their own experience. And, and, and you know, it, it's so interesting, actually, as a, as a lecturer to read those. It stops that sameness coming through that, you know, you might get with essays that there's a, a sort of standard answer that's rolled out, is that these are actually really inspiring. And I think you see the quality of the the essay improve because of the fact that we we've, we've done this earlier work um, where students might have to select um, four or five photos um, that document their own lives and document their own sort of identity um, presentations or struggles that they might be facing. Um, so so those are a couple of examples. Um, but yeah, we 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 try and mix it up really just to, to make it, I, I think, you know, part of it is that employment and um, uh, it, the, the sorts of work that's, that students will be going on to has also changed. Um, and, and they are going to have to turn their skills to all sorts of, of, of um, things. So, you know, it's about trying to, to get them to develop other skills like blog writing or policy brief writing. Um, just as another example of that, we also have in our third year a sociology work placement module. And in that, students are placed in an organisation. So, for example, in a charity or local government situation, and they're given a challenge, a, a problem that that organisation is currently grappling with. And then the teams of about five or six students are tasked with developing solutions to those problems. And they might do that through going uh, through doing research in the organisation, looking at what data they have, or doing interviews with with the clients of an organisation, or, or whatever, and then at the end of that, they have to produce a, a, a short report and presentation of their solutions to the organisation and a panel of sociologists. Um, and it's great because it just again, it's that real world experience, but informed by their study and make making this, the, the, the work in the books and the articles relevant and come to life to actually, you know, have practical use um, for, for organisations and hopefully helps with that transition to work. But um, yeah, so, so those are a couple of examples of the sorts of assessments. So don't get me wrong, there are still essays and exams going on, but we, we try and mix it up as well to, to make it more interesting, um, to, to um, spread things around and, and also hopefully make things more, more relevant to students' own lives and their futures. Honestly, that, even just that, that nugget itself is so, it's so interesting for me as, a, as an A-level teacher. Like, I think we actually, and I maybe I'm not, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm not representative of all A-level teachers, but, you know, the, you know, I've been, I have colleagues and people I've spoken to, and I don't, it just seems to be such a gap of what we think actually happens and what actually happens. And I think, like, it just makes me think about how we can sort of change some even our own assessment 
criteria it's not obviously you can't change the exams but even things like mm. that, that you mentioned in photography I was, that's why i sort of looked up and i was thinking to myself that's something i, I mean lots of us might we teach the, a topic called cultural identity it's something we could definitely incorporate or just get getting students for a piece of homework to take pictures and link concepts to that obviously without sort of having students that don't want to have their picture taken etc but you know items within society and really at the application which is that sort of higher order thinking and that deeper thinking which is something that's also echoed at university and i think what's interesting is you know like you said the assessment criteria or strategies have slightly changed you've still got your traditional essays but it's responding to the changing job market um and so sometimes i feel i feel that we maybe it's sort of the gcse a level stage of it i feel quite we feel still quite stagnant and traditional and maybe there's something just of myself that i'm feeling and, and the way that we can i suppose make it more more applicable is through maybe our homework and our lesson time um because we can't change the structures on the other side that we have to still do an yeah. exam in, in time conditions but there's definitely scope for that and like i said you said about doing the research you know we we teach research methods there's nothing stopping us from taking some time out to actually carry out some research within schools or, or yeah. you know and doing that I, I think it also comes from the experience of doing research and our research methods have changed that you know there's much more emphasis now on co-creation and participation in research that you know you're not doing research on particular groups you're doing research with particular groups so so in my latest project i use a, a um a research approach called photo voice which is where you arm the participants in this case um pupils in the school and teachers to go off and take take pictures of things relevant to the research that we're doing um and then bring them back and then discuss them and select particular photos so i think you know that sort of doing that sort of work in our research practice has impacted on how we also are trying to teach our students and encouraging them to, to also sort of explore other ways of expressing similar ideas. And, you know, obviously visual methods are quite powerful in, in conveying messages and getting people to reflect on, on images that, that they've produced is, you know, is, is a good way to, to get discussion going, to get that critical Definitely. thinking you know, working. So, uh, yeah, it is exciting. It's also, you know, it, it's really do you know fun. what? It just makes me want to go back to university. I really do. Like, I'll be like, you know, I just honestly, cause it just feels so different. And I, I knew it would be different, but even like co-creation, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know anything about. I mean, I, I knew that, you know, we, we're moving towards that sort of away from that expert, you know, researcher mode. You know, I we don't talk about that. I mean, maybe I've missed it on the syllabus, but I don't think I have. It's not on there, you know, but I will definitely talk about it with the students because I think that's important because I think that's where we can then talk about it in an analytical way and say, well, co-creation is this, what might be the strengths, what might be the benefits of that and have a, a discussion about that. Okay, they may not get assessed on that in the question, but it definitely is something worth discussing. And I think like you get what said right at the beginning is that, sociology is life and it's real mm -hmm. and it's not something that just happens in the textbook and that actually the more we bring that to the forefront the more the students are going to fall in love with it and obviously take it to university and maybe pursue it even if they didn't take it like you know become a use sociology per se directly in their career having that empathy and that critical thinking is can only be a good thing well that's my yeah. bias it can only be a good thing even if you worked in i don't know 
accounting or something i'm just trying to think of something that would be opposite of so sociology in that sort of humanistic way there's definitely all that experience that can come from from sociology um there's so much i could talk to you about and i'm so thankful for your time and your expertise it definitely for me i feel like as a teacher it's really filled some of those gaps and i sort of can get a better image i almost feel like teachers need to have a taste today at a university i think there's a market for that that we can have lessons particularly those are, are, that have been out of high, you know higher education for some time i think there's also like, it's the same as sometimes i always feel like secondary school teachers should go into primary schools sometimes to see where they're coming up from so we just get that journey and we understand yeah. that for our students because sometimes we have that bit and those two three years but we don't know where they're coming from necessarily truly and where they're going to um and i feel like that's been super useful for me so thank you i know i don't know if you want to mention i'm putting you on the spot here because you might not know enough about it but i know that um louise uh, dr louise archer is also oh, professor sorry uh, louise archer is doing a sort of a day for a level students i don't know if you know too much about that or if i can direct <laughs> Fact, I'm, I'm speaking at it, so <laughs> I don't know about it. Yeah, we do at um, UCL at the Institute of Education um, an A-level sociology conference. That's this year, uh, 2023, on uh, March the 28th. Um, and I think um, applications will be open. It will be advertised um, fairly soon from now on. Um, but basically, uh, staff are welcome to to get in touch and, and sign up to bring a group of students. And it's a it's a fun day where they get a taste of what a lecture is. Um, I think there's usually about four or five speakers who are talking about their own research. And we present short summaries of our research and link it into um, hopefully issues that are of interest to sociology A-level students. And um and they get that experience of seeing what universities like and um i think there's a usually a few free snacks that are thrown in and uh we invite some current students to come along and talk um and also representatives from our different degrees because at ucl we also not only do sociology um uh, but uh there's a social sciences degree there's a social sciences with data science um offer as well so those are our kind of sister degrees but also, you know, obviously other ones wider in the university that are um, similar, like geography or social anthropology. Um, those, those are also, you know, potentially relevant to, to sociology A-level students as well. So, so yeah, that, that might be something that you could come along to. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, I've really looked into it actually. And, uh, I think, I don't know if teachers can just come along because I think, I think my students have got this UCAS open day somewhere. So I'm not sure if I, they can come along this time, but uh, I definitely will be uh, looking into it for sure because I think there's sort of information sure, you can I'm share. Sure, I'm sure we can make an exception, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, honestly, because I just find that's what I sort of think. I feel so it's so important for us to know where they're going to and when they're coming from. I, I think it just gives you that sort of story for our students and, uh, you know, and giving them that sort of confidence to apply. It's not somewhere that's super scary it, it, it at all. Um, and hopefully those barriers are being broken down by the time we're speaking to people just like yourself. So thank you, uh, Dr. Caroline, for your time. I really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad I got to speak to you. Uh, and what I might also be, I know we, you know, we, we share this with A-level students teachers predominantly and GCSE teachers but I definitely think that some students would benefit from listening to this podcast as well so thank you so much for your time and um, no, have a lovely day thank you yeah, thank you. you too
Thanks ever so much. Take care. Thank you. The Sociology Stuff Room is brought to you by Tutor to You Sociology. Find us at tutortoyou.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutortoyousoc or Instagram at tutortoyousoc. You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.